2: 7- 77
4: W.A.B.C. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. I hope you folks had a wonderful weekend and you made the best of it. Got some rest. Got to relax. I know I had a good weekend Saturday. I was uh, in the Bronx, my home borough. For my daughter, Courtney's work around the issue of education and for her children's book, Eva, the kid reporter, a Bronx organization gave her an award. So thank you to the organizer, Gloria Benfield in the Bronx, the uh, G and B foundation and the support from the New York Yankees to that foundation. Now, This is all wrong. It's all wrong and reeks of politics. You will not, as I said on Friday, I'm saying again on Monday, we're going to break it down, you will not get a conviction against the former president of the United States. New York City bracing for unrest Tuesday after Mr. Trump calls for protests over his possible arrest and indictment. The NYPD and the Secret Service are huddling to prep for the possible indictment in Manhattan after the former president said he expects to be arrested this week and told his supporters to protest. The FBI State court officers, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, they've all been kept in the loop on security discussions with the Big Apple bracing for perhaps the worst after the 76-year-old former president urged his followers to take our nation back in light of his looming indictment. His one time fixer, Michael Cohen, says Trump is trying to provoke violence and another January 6th as national Republicans rush to Trump's defense as they should. This case stinks of politics, a case that should never be brought or go forward. For a while, Sunday, Trump supporters closed down Fifth Avenue outside Trump Towers. Attorney General of New York State Letitia James, her drag story hour drew over 100 protesters and police. We'll get to that. But this morning, we are starting with the issue of children of first responders. Children of first Responders, first responders, always come to our aid in our time of need. But who is there for the children of first responders? I'm starting out this morning with a guest who's standing by from a wonderful organization. She is the president and CEO of the First Responders Children's Foundation, a national organization that started in 2001 to help the children of first responders who lost a parent on 9-11. Joining us right now is the president and CEO of the organization, Jillian Crane.
5: Good morning and thank you for appearing. Thank you for having me and thank you for having First Responders Children's Foundation on your show.
4: You are doing wonderful work. And it it seems to me that at times society forgets that first responders have families and first responders have children. Explain to me what exactly is the First Responders Children's Foundation.
5: I think you are 100% right about that, and I think COVID and all the aftermath of that really taught people how much we rely on the first responders in our local communities and that they have children and families who they often leave at home to go run into danger for the people in their communities, and that is exactly what the foundation is supporting. And I'll just tell you, we started 21 years ago now um, as a response to the Attacks on the World Trade Center on, on September 11, 2001, where the children were left behind. So, 800 children lost a first responder parent on that day. And that was the impetus for this foundation, which has then gone on to grow into a national foundation, where we have programs and support for first responder families around the country.
4: It is wonderful what you're doing. Each year, approximately, uh, do you know how many first responders die a year, unfortunately?
5: Yes, so we've had, so we just actually, we get the, in fact, you bring up a good point. We have a program, which is our bereavement program, so every day, Unfortunately, it's many days of the week. We do hear about line of duty deaths around the country. And if they have children, we reach out immediately. And we do support them with a bereavement grant when, when, we, put, when we can, which is as often as possible. So um, so in the last year and, year and a half, uh, see now we just have the numbers, there's almost 500 line of duty deaths, which is including police, fire, EMS. Um, obviously, during COVID, you know, the numbers were higher. But there are also a lot of, unfortunately, you know, suicides that are happening in the first responder community now. Um, and, and it's really, most people don't think of that, but it's, it's, it's really happening more often than not. And they leave family behind, and oftentimes it, there's a gap between when they might receive funds and what they need with their families right away. So that is what the foundation works very hard to support with the bereavement grant
4: and and that's wonderful because you know un, until until you're in a situation we don't understand what it requires and a first responder he or she dies and i i don't think the general public understands fully that immediately thousands and thousands of dollars are needed just to bury that individual and so you're offering grants to families of first responders who unfortunately have have passed away.
5: I mean, the funeral itself and then, you know, there, I will not going to say any names. But there was an FDNY uh, EMS, you know, 17 years in the FDNY. He died uh, and he left four children behind. So it was the utility bills and the food on the table and, you know, child care, because now the parent had to go out and work the single parent. So we, these are things that, you know, they don't have the funding for right away and it takes time for the benefits to kick in. Insurance ends at midnight. When a, when a first responder dies, insurance is ends for them. So health insurance. So it's just really, there's a lot that needs to be covered. And, you know, we don't advertise that so much, but we really need support there because it's a worthy thing to say that we're helping the children and families of first responders when they terribly horribly make the ultimate sacrifice We're there and the other thing i wanted to tell you because it just uh, happened the other day is that our scholarships which is really how the foundation started our scholarship link is now live and for any first responder who hears this program uh, that you're playing now uh, has a child who's going to trade school university graduate school they can now apply for a scholarship
4: and and that's wonderful as well. And I'm I'm going to come. I'm going to circle back to that. We are chatting with the president and CEO, a wonderful person, doing really God's work, Julian Crane, of the First Responders Children's uh, Foundation. So I I was looking at your website, and and it, it's a great website. And I want you to give out the web address and and how folks can contact you and how the public can help. But but I want you to focus on this as well. One quote on the website stood out at me from a uh, Delia, a a daughter of a police officer. And she's quoted as saying, I know when my father leaves for his shift, there's always a chance I may never see him again. Yes.
5: And these children of first responders feel that so much more now i think you you saw the kinds of social media and sort of media in general around both the pandemic you know there are wildfires and hurricanes and civil unrest things happening around the country and these kids hear about it and they're more and more aware of what the dangers are the uncertainty that these children live in on a daily basis uh It's huge, and I think it's one of the reasons during COVID we started to see, obviously, the mental health issues around children and families of first responders, the whole country, of course, all of us and our children, but especially these kids who are watching their parents leave every day and they actually don't know. Is my parent going to come home? Are they going to be hurt? Is something terrible going to happen? And then the stress that puts on the, the first responder parent. And then they bring that stress home to the family. It's very difficult because it transfers to the kids. And we've noticed a, a, an uptick of mental health and, and, and wellness issues in that area. So we've actually launched a mental health program, um, which started in last May. And we're in six states, and we're providing free counseling, free confidential counseling with trauma-based therapists and culturally competent therapists in this area, first responders. So I'm really excited that we're starting to, to help in that way because we all know mental health, even our own mental health right now is, is, not, is not great. Yes. So yes. Um, you bring up a really good point on the quote. There is a huge stress, unique challenges for the children of first responders, and that's why we're here.
4: So before I continue, and I'm going to come right back to uh, mental health, but uh, what's the website and how can the general public help? the First Responders Children's Foundation.
5: Thank you for asking. Um, so you can look up First Responders Children's Foundation on Google, and that will just take you to the website, or the website is the number one ST, so first the number one STrcf.org. rcf.org. And if you go there, you can find ways to contribute or, be, or volunteer, uh, get in touch with us, tell us what your interests are, what programs you might want to support, and we, we will very graciously speak to you about anything regarding the first responder community and how you can get engaged with us. But I will add one other thing. If everyone just, uh, you know, tells their local firehouses and police departments and ambulance drivers about us, we have programming for them, their families. And so if you go to the website and see their programming, you can let people know that you meet on the street who are first responders that, you know, there are programs for their families through the First Responders Children's Foundation
4: it's it's wonderful what you're doing and i i want to circle back to something you just talked about you offer and i believe you said in eight states it's available i think that's what you said you offer free mental health but i want to be in eight
5: states i love how aspiration you you are we want (laughs) to be in eight states dominic so we're in six but yes
4: i like it Well, well we'll have you in eight very soon so you're in six states but trauma these are these are issues that are very near and dear to my heart and you're offering mm-hmm. trauma counseling to children of first responders what made you step up and do exactly that because you and I know that it's desperately needed it's
5: really needed i will, look even in so in new york city years ago we started to see just in the community of the NYPD, FDNY, et cetera, in the first responder community itself, we understood there are some mental health issues that really needed to be addressed. But during COVID, we saw more as we had applications for our COVID-19 emergency hardship grant, we were getting requests for help to support children with mental health issues and things that were coming up with anxiety, PTSD transfer of trauma, you know, suicidal. There were just a lot of things happening. And I thought it was important for us because it's our mission to support first responder families. What do they need? They need mental health support. So we put together a program that provides uh, free, 10 10 counseling sessions for free, uh, confidential with culturally competent therapists in this area, either virtually or in person in the six states. We launched, we've had about now 750 hours of counseling that we've provided we need more funding for it Uh, but we just saw the need and I think you can hear now there's more peer-to-peer counseling inside of these agencies but what no one's really addressing are the children and so we're we're taking our mission and saying well we're we're addressing the children this is what they need and so we're looking for support in any way that we can find it
4: well you are the, the real deal the website oh something 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 else stood out to me the website said families of first responders should quote feel the strength of our community feel the strength of our community i agree with you and y- y- you mentioned this but 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 just last month you announced over 1 million dollars for scholarship grants for children of first responders. So elaborate on what you mean by feel the strength of our community.
5: I love that you picked up on that. You know, we just, we redid our website a little while back because we felt like we needed to address the first responder community specifically, and also make it clear what we have to to give. The, The strength of our community is not only, the community of first responders that work every day to do the to 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 help the communities they live in, but also the strength of what we can provide. We create a sense of community for those that get involved with the foundation, not only the donors but because we do this with our donors because we introduce them to their local fire and police, and as much as we can, we bring them into uh, what we 're doing. But the community that we provide, for example, you mentioned the scholarships, which is great. We have the scholarships, and we gave out more than ever last year. But we also started a scholars council. So it's the First Responders Children's Foundation Scholars Council. It's the first time we've done this. Where now we have 343 kids. By the way, they all wanted to participate, which was shocking. They come on to Zoom calls. They get um, mentorship. They get to learn how to write resumes and do interviews. We bring in speakers for them to talk to the community about their questions, about what to do after college and how people – you know, resiliency is a big thing everyone's talking about that. But how do you have setbacks and overcome them? How do you live with anxiety? How do you value yourself? You know, how do you how do you function in the world? And so we're giving them peer-to-peer support. We're bringing in outside counselors, you know, like just to talk to them about what their needs might be, and we're creating community for them. And that's the the, the whole point of it. And I will add Part of the mission is community engagement. So we've been helping as much as we can starting in the last couple of years, first responders, especially police, go into their community and, have, and build positive relationships. So we create events um, where, where police can go into their communities and, and bring a toy or have a junior first responders camp. And kids can relate to their local police officers where you are relating to someone on a level which builds trust because we're trying to make it uh, easier for for them to have relationships with the communities they serve.
4: Well, Jillian Crane, we want to thank you for joining us uh, here on WABC. Jillian is the uh, president and CEO of the First Responders Children's Foundation, a national organization that started in 2001 to help the children of first responders. So now we turn to what may be the imminent arrest of former President Donald Trump and the drag hour held by New York State Attorney General Letitia James in the village. And we're going to open up our telephone calls right now, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The former president took to his truth social site over the weekend and said he expects to be arrested Tuesday on an indictment stemming from the Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg's ongoing investigation into alleged hush money paid to porn star Stormy Daniels in the lead up to the 2016 uh, election. Daniels claims that she had a uh, affair with uh, Trump in 2006, which he has denied. The former president has lashed out at at Mr. Bragg, uh, accusing him of prosecutorial misconduct. And this is just all wrong. This is the last thing in the world, frankly, that America needs right now that's only going to divide the country further. As I said, as I said on Friday's show, And uh, the Daily News included it in their uh, their Sunday editorial on this. And this was, I did a whole 40 minutes on this on Friday in terms of the jury. And there is not a jury in Manhattan that's going, where you're going to get 12 members to vote to convict on this. The Daily News in their editorial says, quote, ending their editorial, so there's a good chance that there will be at least one Trump voter on the jury, and it only takes one to acquit. That is the bottom line, folks. So we are going to, and Michael Cohen, by the way, I'll get to the drag hour with the New York Attorney General in a moment. I see Norman in Brooklyn. He was there. We'll, we'll get an update from uh, him, one of our callers. The the uh, fixer. Michael Cohen uh, reports that he's going to be called back again to a testify to testify Monday, and uh, Michael Cohen says that Trump is trying to do another January 6 in Midtown Manhattan by encouraging people to protest. And I, I don't know about that. I don't agree with that. Uh, Trump has a right to tell people to protest on his behalf, and and we saw part of that on Sunday. As his supporters were out in force, and Fifth Avenue was shut down for a while and so let's let's start with uh with your telephone calls let 's begin with Steve on long Island Good morning, steve what's on your mind
0: uh, good morning, Dominic you know i 'm sixty years old, and I've lived a good life, but I always said I want to make a difference before I leave and I hope I live a, uh, no, another thirty years. I hope I live late eighties nineties i don't care. But I wanted to make a difference before I left this earth. And uh, the spot you just had with that woman, Jillian, from the first responders uh, yes. Uh, organization. Yes. I am calling that website tomorrow morning.
4: Wonderful. And
0: I don't have the. I am the financial wherewithal to make a large donation, but I want to start a chapter. And if that's the way I make a difference, uh, so be it. But. I was so inspired by that spot that uh, I'd never had this feeling before that this is something that uh, I'm, I'm going to pursue. And that woman, God bless what she's doing. I can't believe in 22 years she only has uh, six states that are uh, involved in this. This this should be uh, – this should have been spread like a wildfire over the last. Well,
4: well, hopefully years. it will. And you're you're referencing you're referencing uh, Jillian Crane, and she's a wonderful American, the president and CEO of that organization, and she's trying to. You know, there, there's that saying, Steve: "Put up or shut up." And when it comes right. to our first responders, we've got to put up, meaning that oh. we've got to support our police officers, our firefighters, our EMTs, and so on. They they put up for right really they, they, they put up each and every day and their families yes. pay the ultimate price. Because the what, yes. what attracted me to the story and I'm about to move on uh, to to the to the other topics right now, Steve, but thank you for the call. But what attracted to me to this story is that the children are first responders. How would you feel every time mom or dad leaves to go to work and you don't know if they're coming back? You see the stories on, on, the kids see the stories just like we do. Their children need help, counseling, scholarships, grants, and that's what this organization, the First Responders Children's Foundation, is trying to do. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind?
3: Good morning. Good um- morning. I don't understand something. What is Letitia James and Alvin Bragg trying to do? Do they want to start a race riot in this country? What are they trying to do? This is going to make people hate each other. What do you think? To be perfect, I'm going to be honest with you. You think white people are going to say, look, it's blacks that are causing all this? They're going after Trump because they hate his guts, and that things are happening. when, when, When the riots were going on in these other cities, they released all the people. Trump didn't tell his followers to riot on January 6th. They are singling him out. Letitia James said, I will keep searching for something and searching until I find something to get him on. That's totally unconstitutional. If there's something there, then you prosecute him. But you don't start searching. Now, I'm telling you, they're opening up a hornet's nest. There's going to be rioting the likes of which the city might even burn. Uh, They have no idea what they're doing. Somebody has to calm these people down and tell them, knock it off. If Trump wants to run, let him run. If you think he's that bad, the people won't vote for him, and he'll lose, and he'll be embarrassed. But to do what you're doing, you are enraging people. I'm going to go there on Tuesday, and I'm telling you, God help the liberal that says something to me. Because if he does, well, God help him. I am furious, and I know a lot of other people that are they don't know what the hell they're doing so
4: michael you're you're bracing for for potential violence
3: if, if yes, 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 because I'm telling you if he if they had better find him innocent, if God helped them, that twelve person jury finds him guilty,
4: okay. Hey, Michael, do do me a favor. I I want uh, David in the Bronx is also on the uh, line. I want to bring David in. Now, David, you just heard what uh, Michael had to say. Michael, stand by for a second. We're talking to both of you live. David, what's on, on your mind as you see these uh, I- impending uh, arrest and indictment? I still don't know how you process a former president of the United States. Please tell me that he's not going to be perp-walked. I mean, that, that, that will cause tremendous problems in our country. Go right ahead, David. Okay. Um, let me
2: address what Michael said because I had called in initially to call for calm and peaceful protesting by people who support Trump. But if people like Michael are gonna show up in Manhattan to cause trouble, I hope the NYPD, which has many Trump supporters, will do their job and do what needs to be done to keep the peace. And I'll tell you something, Michael, in New Jersey. I'm totally blind, but I'll be there on Tuesday, too, to show support for the indictment because nobody's above the law. And you try to bring race into this because Trump keeps talking about it? What does the fact that Bragg is black have to do with this and what the race riots have to do with this? You, sir, are a racist. I know you're a racist. You talk like a racist. You're a chicken hawk who talks about shooting people all the time. Well, let me tell you something, Michael, in New Jersey. People like me who believe in this country and believe that every person is equal to the law will be there. And if you get in my face, you better watch out because I might be blind, but I can track your
3: sound to where you are.
4: Okay, Michael, patiently listen to you, David. Let's listen to Michael now.
3: Oh, you mean you believe in law and order, like when they released all those people that were burning down the cities, right, That and, and the vice president raised money to bail them out, and they got rid of all their records. You mean that's the kind of law and order you believe in? Why didn't they prosecute them? They burned down police stations. They set fire to a church. You mean that law and order? Is that the kind of law and order you're talking about? Uh, talking about? Right? It's only law and order when it comes to Trump, but when, the, when Black Lives Matter, and Antifa destroy cities. Well, then that's okay. That that's not law. That's that's perfectly all right. Right? That law and order doesn't count. But go after Trump, who hasn't done a damn thing. Never told his people, go and burn down the, the Washington, D.C., go and cause violence, right? But Antifa was throwing bricks at rocks, br- brick, was throwing rocks and bricks at policemen, burning places down. That's okay. How come you never comment about that, David? How come you never say was, those but, animals that were burning down cities should have been prosecuted and they should have gone to jail? Why don't you ever mention that? you only talk about Trump, me. Trump, Trump. Let me answer this. All right.
2: I have, first of all, never commented on this because it hasn't come up recently. But I'll say this. I have always said that anyone that commits a crime should be prosecuted. I don't care if you're protesting against or or for Black Lives Matter or anything else. Donald Trump. Let me just say this to your listeners, because I know there's other people out there like Michael. Donald Trump is not worth putting your life and physical being on the line. This man would not do the same for any of you. Mark my words. And anyone who shows up in Manhattan on Tuesday to cause trouble and break the law should be prosecuted and arrested, period. And I'll be there, and if I do something to break the law, I should be arrested. But I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never been arrested in 51 years of life, so I'm not worried. And, Michael, you better not break the law either because if you end up in jail – I certainly wouldn't help bail you well, out.
4: Well, hey David, I I guys I gotta wrap you guys up. But but the I didn't hear Dave I didn't hear Michael say he would break the law. He said if one of these protesters gets in his face, that's not saying that he's going to initiate it. Michael, am I correct here? You have the final word. Absolutely. Thank you, David. Okay. Absolutely.
3: Because okay. Liberals, the so-called peace-loving liberals, are more violent than the conservatives. It wasn't conservatives that were setting police cars on fire and setting churches on fire and burning down stores and looting and robbing and destroying things. It was the so-called liberals that that never saw, never went to jail, that the vice president raised money to bail out, that had their records okay. relinquished. Uh, there is no record of it. They're the ones that caused the, I, the, the rioting.
4: I, I, I hear you, Michael. I thank you and David. Folks, I am so late for a break. I've got to do exactly that. We are going to take a break, but you want to stick around. Coming up at 1 a.m., we'll continue with your calls, but at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of uh, Midnight, our owner-operator, in a wonderful interview, will be joining uh, Frank Morano. That is John Katsimatidis. That's coming up at 1 a.m., We have got to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. I see some of you still want to comment on the interview we just did with the First Responders Children's Foundation. Uh, Some of you want to comment on the Trump situation. So we're going to go, and some of you, of course, want to talk about uh, the State Attorney General Letitia James, her Sunday's uh, drag queen Drag Queen Story Hour. So we're gonna go to in Manhattan; Norman in Brooklyn. We're gonna go to Queens, Boston, and Los, 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 Long Island. We'll be right back.
2: Talk Radio
1: 77,
6: W-A-B-C. <laughs> time, time for some. Time for some.
2: carter on talk radio 77 wabc
4: and we are back going right back to the telephones a lot going on the what appears to be the imminent arrest of the former president of the united states in manhattan the drag queen hour reading uh Sponsored by Attorney General, the Attorney General of New York State, Letitia James. We interviewed this morning the President Jillian Crane, the President and CEO of the First Responders Children's Foundation, which is a national organization to help the children of first responders. Right back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Ina, Manhattan. Good morning. What's on your mind?
7: Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. No, I don't know what these people want. Because it's only Trump can save this country. It's going backward. Everything is wrong, and it's only him. And he he's doing it, and he's not gaining money from doing it. He do it because of his. He loves the country and he love the people, and we need help. I don't know what that man in that blind man in in Jersey. The Bronx. Like misery, is it Bronx? Yes. Yes. David in the Bronx. What? I believe
4: you're referring to.
7: Yes. He is he, wrong. He is wrong. Trump hasn't done nothing. They after him for nothing. And I'm, I'm behind Trump, and I just want him to go back in and build back that wall, close close out everything. Look what's going on in the country. I, I don't know what people waiting for.
4: Well, A war? know, it's interesting that you say that uh, because I just thank you for the call. I just didn't have time to focus on it but uh in the last couple of days uh over the border at the border situation uh the agents the border patrol agents have arrested 17 people that are on the FBI's wanted list trying to come into America a- as a migrant i'm probably going to be focusing on that uh tomorrow but as you might imagine, the next couple of days, it's going to be very hard to get any topics in because this Trump issue is going to dominate everything. Norman in Brooklyn, uh, good morning. What's on your mind, Norman? Good
6: morning, Dominic. Uh,
4: excuse my voice because today was a uh,
6: a very satisfying rally. Um, basically, uh, I want to give thanks to uh, Inspector Nikki and the NYPD
4: Okay, when you say rally, queen. you mean the drag queen hour protest rally okay. Okay. whatever,
6: you know, you had you had on one side of the street, you had you had the you had the um you had the people who were opposing the uh drag queen story hour and you had on the other side of the street the supporters. They were in front of the building. Um pretty much everybody kept behind the security um the the gates they had up and um you yeah, i yeah people were yelling people were screaming uh i didn't see any violence um there was a couple of the 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 what i define as antifa people who tried to get to us and then the cops would uh, make them go back back behind their their security gates and uh it was it was a marvelous expression of the first amendment
4: how many? And how I, many kids, Norman? Because I got to move on. How many kids would you say, say approximately? that's. Okay,
6: I I would say there was around eighty of them.
4: Eighty of them. Wait, 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 wait. How do you define 80, them? Eighty
6: of the pro of the pro drag queen story hour supporters. Okay. And How they, many and children?
4: How many children? There were no children. I saw two. Wow. I saw two children. I, I've seen photos with maybe four or five. And, and the attorney Maybe. general, because, Maybe. Norman, I have, I, you know, I have to I move didn't on. See. Norman, the, I didn't the attorney general, did she say anything as she walked in or out?
6: The attorney general, I saw no politicians. They must have taken them through some back entrance okay. or snuck them in them somehow. I, saw, I didn't see them at all. I just nearly saw the supporters and, and us who opposed it. Well, thank and,
4: you. Um, Go ahead, Norman, quickly. Okay, well go oh, that's it. I, that's it I, 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 um, I and hope, everybody should just calm down. Okay, we can all agree on that, Norman. Thank you for the call. I hope your voice gets better. Ilona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind?
8: Uh, Dominic, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on in this country, but you know, David David is is just doesn't get what's going on. We had thirteen soldiers killed in Afghanistan. They had a whole bunch of dogs that needed to be rescued. They were canine dogs. They were left in that country. Instead of coming to America, the CDC wouldn't even let them in the country. And Biden wouldn't either nor the State Department, okay? Now we have crime. We have police getting killed. We have innocent people getting killed. We have um, only one side that thinks that they're, they matter. And they're trying to destroy our kids in the schools and the other stupid things you know i don't understand what is it going to take to get this country back the way trump had it why do people want to go after trump when he was the president that wouldn't let this crap happen in ukraine or anywhere this country was safe now we're being destroyed do you not
4: agree well i i certainly agree with this that the situation and thank you for the call The situation was definitely more stable throughout the country, and I just think it's a terrible mistake for the Manhattan D.A. As a matter of fact, I think he's committing career suicide uh, if if this indictment goes forward. Sure, he'll remain in office for the next three years, but if he gets a conviction, it's still a no-win situation, and Trump is going to walk, or a hung jury. If he's indicted, first of all, how do you even handle an arrest like this? Uh, excuse me, Mr. Secret Service agents, Could you please stand to the side while we fingerprint the president, take his mug shot, and and, and uh, just give us I – mean, I mean, we'll see what happens, folks. But please tell me the intent is not going to be to perp walk the former president of the United States of America. I mean, that can't happen. What, with the Secret Service agent standing to the side while he's perp walked? And you don't even perp walk the criminals. The criminals get a pass, but you're going after the former president of the United States. It is ridiculous, folks. Look at it on the merits. This is the first time, if it happens, that it's ever occurred to a former president of the United States. The optics look horrible, absolutely horrible. Judy in Manhattan, what do you say?
7: Hi, Carter. I'm a Trump supporter, but I agree with David meaning, on meaning Trump, what calling, okay. calling for a protest. It seems like he didn't learn anything from January 6. Um, hey, Judy, wait, wait, Judy. Let,
4: let me ask you a question, Judy. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. So, let let's say for argument's sake that you're Donald Trump, right? And and let's 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 say for argument's sake that you feel that. This shouldn't go forward. That that you that you're being railroaded. Are you not supposed to tell your supporters to protest? I I know I would not, not after what happened on January. Okay, 6th. so 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 well, wait, wait wait Judy wait wait, wait, wait Judy because I don't have much time and I have a lot of guests. So so you're telling me that even if Trump feels that he's railroaded, he shouldn't say that. He should just go ahead and get railroaded. Railroad.
7: They can set him up. They can hire agitators to start a
4: riot just like they did on January. Okay, but Judy Judy I, with, with all due respect, Judy, but you're not dealing with what I, just said. what I just said. If you believe that Trump if Trump believes that he's being railroaded, he doesn't have a right thank you for the call, we're getting echo from your line, Judy. He doesn't have the right to ask his, his supporters to, to protest. That's ridiculous. Everyone, if they feel that they're being railroaded, if you have at your disposal uh protesters that 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 you can or or at least uh people that voted for you then then you should be able to say now there should be no violence there should be but but to say based on January sixth he shouldn't call for protest that's ridiculous that's ridiculous. If he feels he's being railroaded, you have to use every avenue at your disposal to try and clear your name, especially if you feel it is a political indictment. I mean, we have a Democratic district attorney going after, if he does, a Republican president. Former president. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Jennifer from Boston. We will have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. We'll go to Robert in Philadelphia, Queens, St. James, Hillside, Long Island, and Queens.
2: WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 W.A.B.C.
4: Illegal smoke shops around the city of New York. They have become frequent targets of armed robbers because they operate as cash businesses and many also pedal pot, which police are calling for robbers a two-for-one. So the heartbroken mom of a 20-year-old Queens smoke shop worker gunned down During a botch robbery says she didn't know his job made him a target for armed thugs at the plug smoke shop on Jamaica Avenue in Queens. The mom, her name, uh, she's 41 years old, Keisha Clark, and she says she's still in shock over the senseless shooting death of her son, Darius, on Saturday night. The latest violent attack at a Big Apple smoke shop we are taking your telephone calls dominic carter here with you talk radio 77 wabc coming up at 1 a.m frank Marano, the other side of midnight his guest will be mr john katsimatidis our owner operator of wabc jeff in long island good morning jeff what's on your mind
0: hey good morning dominic how are you buddy
4: good good please go ahead jeff we listen. have a lot of calls i
0: have i, know, I listen. I listened to that interview with that lady. I think the first responder thing is fantastic.
4: Yes, her name is Julian Crane.
0: I'm going to I'm going to donate to it. Why doesn't she Why doesn't she go to the all the big corporations that donated billions and millions of dollars to Black Lives Matter?
4: That's a great question. Because first responders, th- Jeff, you made a wonderful point. Thank you. Because uh, first responders benefit each and every one of us, unlike Black Lives Matter, that does not even benefit African-Americans. It benefits the real estate industry of one or two individuals that buy mega mansions, and that's that. Jennifer from Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. A um, couple of things on the whole Trump and the protesting. It just has Why to be it... quick, Jennifer, but go ahead.
7: Yeah, I just want to say, I think it's rich. You get someone uh, like Hawk Newsom that's saying the city's going to be on fire, there'll be blood in the streets, and they didn't have high alerts for protests. You look on the Daily Mail, the headline on the Daily Mail is the level four Sencom. you know, uh, the, you know, New York what? City is going to be it's crazy, but Jennifer. Like but
4: but in fairness, Hawk Newsome is a clown. I mean, he couldn't mobilize five people. Okay. so so that's okay. why. But so go ahead. he's
7: black. No, but that's not why Dominic. It's because he's black, and it's because it was Black Lives Matter. Let's be honest about it. That's why. And the same thing when when uh what's his name? This Schumer went on the steps of the Supreme Court and said, "You're going to feel the whirlwind. You're going to reap the whirlwind." And when someone showed up to murder Kavanaugh, he was you know no one blamed uh Schumer. It's only one side. And the same thing with what's been going on in this country. They're, they plan on, the FBI plans on arresting another thousand people, another thousand people for January 6th. Okay. And we've already got a thousand arrested. We have political prisoners in this country. And nobody wants to think about what's going on. When you have Jane's Revenge firebombing abortion clinics in this country, and you ask Merrick Garland, how many people have you arrested? Not one. He says, maybe you can help us find them. We have. A, that's what he said, Dominic, to one of the senators. Maybe you could help us find them if you have any ideas. But yet they've been able to find 2,000 people. Uh, I mean, from January 6th, do you think they've investigated one of those crimes, of these firebombings, of these other violent crimes? They didn't arrest one person for violating federal law in front of those uh Supreme Court justices' homes. Not
4: one. And, and, and I, I have to move on, Jennifer. But I thank yeah. you for the call. Thank you. And and to firebomb uh, the home of a uh, Supreme Court justice or one of these clinics, the, Jennifer's correct. The arrest should be made. It should be a focus of the FBI. Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind?
9: Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again. Um, I, I hope. They go through with this and arrest this guy. Cause I arrest one guy?
4: Arrest what guy? Trump?
9: Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Because, because I know I read into it. He didn't do anything illegal. Just like everything else, they are trying to twist something to be illegal. But the reason why I called is, um, you know, I got like five kids, and two of them were Democrat or leaning Democrat. And you always hear this conversation about, the powers that be or they did this they don't really know who they're talking about but they say the powers that be now they know if a if trump can go through this from these people these people have to be those powers that be that are ruining this country and as much corruption as is going on with biden and to see them still going after trump it's almost surreal dom but They are creating a whole generation of Republicans, just like Carter did in the 70s, and they don't realize it. And when this blows up in in their faces again, he's guaranteed re-election. I mean, I wouldn't say that before this, you know. But
4: Interesting. But, Robert, I I, I thank you for the call. I do have to move on. We have a lot of callers. I'm trying to get as many voices on the air to get your take on this as uh, humanly possible. Steve and Elmont, good morning, Steve. What's on your mind?
0: Hi, good morning, Dominic. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to be quick. I just wanted to say, uh, I know and I feel that Donald Trump is really a despicable human being. But that being said, he's the president. He was the president. And uh, it looks bad for America. It looks bad. Um, You know, we're involved in stuff all over the world. And when we meddle in other people's business, they're going to turn around to us and say, why don't you mind your own business? You just arrested one of your own presidents. For being with the prostitute, we look bad. It looks we look weaker, and I don't know if these people actually see. Well, well should so should the case angry. should the case
4: go forward, Steve? It's not allegedly for being with a uh, alleged prostitute. It's for the alleged hush money and the alleged uh, cover up of the uh, hush money, and that's where fixer. But thank you for the call. That's where fixer Michael Cohen uh, comes in. My my point is this, right? you're not going to get a conviction. So why waste your time? All you're going to do is divide America. And I didn't even know that was possible. Now the media capital of the world is going to become protest central pro and con. How do you even handle something like this? Do, do, do you take a mugshot of the former president of the United States of America? is is that is that what you do is that mugshot released to the public do do you handcuff the former president of the United States of America with his secret service agents that are part of his detail standing nearby if if you have to walk the president of the United States the perp walk and, and please tell me please tell me That that's not – we've seen celebrities that don't have to deal with the indignity of a perp walk. So please tell me you're not going to perp walk the president of the United States of America, the former president. If you perp walk him, he's handcuffed. That image will go around the world. If he's perp walked, who's going to escort him to the vehicle? Will will it be Secret Service agents? Will it be police officers from the district attorney's office? And then the Secret Service agents that, that are going to be standing. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Folks, folks, the, the former president, he's walking right now. And agents are going to stand to the side. Well, this is wrong for America. This is a case that should never go forward. I don't know who is advising the former well, I, not the former. Who's advising the current district attorney of Manhattan, Alvin Bragg? Let's go to uh, Marianne from Queens. Marianne, it has to be quick. I'm short on time. Go ahead.
7: Oh, good morning, Dominic. Uh, I just want to bring a point. Okay, Cohen. He was offered a plea deal in exchange for testifying against Trump. Why do we have to, uh, to believe this man? We have to see what is and He's personally accused of uh, so many wrongdoings. And he's after Trump because he actually got his sentence reduced to three years. Now, I believe that we have to stop accusing Trump of things that he hadn't done because we have to look at what he did. And I agree with Ina when she says that he's the only hope to save this
4: country i, I, I and have to step David's... in I have to step in Marianne. I agree with that uh, we have other callers i I apologize uh, but we have a lot of calls and and Frank Marano standing by and Frank's guest is going to be our owner operator John Katmatides. Uh, uh, coming up in, in just a couple of minutes. And so we're going to try and get in some more of your calls, but first I'm going to bring in Frank. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. And I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, and I, fine and weekend. I, and yeah. I see you have an outstanding guest coming. I'm very up.
1: excited. I have a little bit of a problem, Dominic, in that I've been reading, uh, John Katzmatiti's book now for a week or so, a little more than a week, and I am still not yet a billionaire. So it it must be a little slow for me, or maybe it's saving it for the last chapter, but I'm going to find out what page uh, that I I get that billionaire
4: magic. No,
1: but honestly, in all seriousness, this is a guy that uh, is literally a self-made billionaire, a literal rags-to-riches story.
4: Can you imagine that? Yes.
1: self-mental. I don't have in to. Uh, I, I read in the pages right. and I've heard right. from John. And we're going to get into specifically how he did it and some insights that you haven't heard in all the other interviews that he's done. This is going to be a unique interview, the likes of which people haven't seen before. And is
4: that at 1 a.m.? What time?
1: Uh, coming up in mere minutes. So right out the gate. Right out of the gate. I'm going to offer two quick comments on this uh, Trump thing that you've been talking about. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to be joined by John Katz Matides for the full hour.
4: As, as it relates to Trump, can you believe that this may be happening? happening it's wild only in new york only in new york i mean it, it is crazy how do you handle the arrest of a former president of the united states uh, very carefully on some garbage like this but anyway folks uh, you want to keep it right there frank morano the other side of midnight with john cancer our owner operator is coming right up